This is What the Peeve, a show that explores the funny, <laughs> strange, and serious pet peeves that people have. Agree or not, our unapologetic podcast is on a mission to make people less shitty to one another. We're finding a way to make the world a better place, fixing one pet peeve at a time. I'm your host, Brittany Wien. So what is it about having a customer service job is your biggest pet peeve? Because everyone who comes into a restaurant or a clothing store or whatever thinks that they're entitled to the best service and anything they want. Do you have the movie The Queen with Helen Mirren? And I was like, yes, we do. It's in the Q section. And she said, I know my alphabet. They, like, expect you to, like, serve their groceries or whatever it is on, like, a silver platter and, like, tell them they're great. And they assume that you are a dumbass for working in the retail industry or whatever. I'm putting a smile on, but I'm miserable. I just watched a grown man eat a sunflower and, like, I don't know what to do about it. Today, we're going to be talking about the horrors of working a customer service job. Whether it's in retail, a restaurant, or any job, really, I'm sure you agree that in some cases, the customer is never right. For me, I've worked in a restaurant and nail salon, and let me tell you, both of those jobs weren't pretty, and some customers weren't the best. So let me tell you a quick story of when I used to work at a Vietnamese and Thai restaurant. So... There was a customer who was unhappy with their bubble tea because the tapioca balls were too hard. And so, the woman spits out the balls and asks me to feel them. She literally spits out the tapioca balls and asks me to feel them because they were too hard. And just letting you guys know, I did not feel her balls. Anyways, let's get into our first guest. Sarah has been working in customer service for over 10 years. And what she's going to share today is her interesting encounter with a magician. One time, um, David Blaine, do you know who that is? The, ma- the magician? Yeah. He came in because he had a show at Niagara Caesars Palace, I think it was. I didn't recognize him at first, but I had a feeling. I was like, I feel like this guy is famous. He looks kind of familiar. But it was like a really dead lunch hour. And I went over and he just puts his hand up in the middle of me talking. And he goes, pick a card. What? I shit you not. David Blaine interrupted me and said, pick a card. And I was like, uh, okay. So I picked one and then he did two magic tricks on me and both of them were pretty amazing. I'm not going to lie. And then after they were done, I was like, okay, cool. Like very nice. And then I think I said something like, you're, uh, you're, aren't you famous? Like you're famous, aren't you? And he was like, I'm a magician. And then he was with his manager maybe. And his manager was like, (laughs) Can you guess what one? He's a very famous magician. Like, I shit you not. They were, like, so patronizing and also, like, please, like, love me. It was such a weird, weird interaction. And so I guess David Copperfield first, just kind of, like, kind of as a joke because he's old. Um, And they, like, laughed, but I was also, like, had a straight face, so they weren't sure if I was being for real or not. And then I was like, it's David something, right? Like, it's David something. And he's Mm -hmm. like, David Blaine. Anyway, once this weird ass interaction is done and I'm like, do you want food? Like what? 
is going on? Like, I have more tables and he's just doing magic tricks on me. I'm like, sir, I don't have time for this. I don't care how famous you are. And then he's like, I would like one chicken breast. <laughs> just one, one chicken breast. First of all, I have to preface this by saying this is like a swanky restaurant and our menu is curated by some of like the city's top chefs and they do not like modifications. Like they'll do them sometimes, but it's rare and they, they're like, no, you eat the way I cooked it. Like you, I don't want to change anything. So anyway, I have to deal with like all of that male energy in the kitchen, let alone this magician. And he's like, I'm going to have one chicken breast with mustard. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was like, sorry, can you repeat that? Um, <laughs> just a chicken breast with mustard? And he was like, yes. I was like, well, we don't have, I like pushed the menu towards him. I was like, well, we don't have that on the menu. Um, do you want to pick something from the menu? And he was like, I want a chicken breast with mustard. So we happened to have a chicken sandwich on the menu. I sent in the order and it was like chicken sandwich. And I shit you not, it had to be like eight to 10 extra lines of modifications like um no bun no anything like taking all the toppings off like no lettuce no like just and then a line that was like just chicken and then side mustard and then I put another extra line at the bottom that was like David Blaine the magician not kidding lol and I sent it to the kitchen and then ran back there and they were like is this a joke I was like this is for real David Blaine is out there on the patio he wants a chicken breast with mustard and they were so livid about it and they were like all riled up like uh, why were they so livid chefs are like they they are so attached to their I think they have really really big egos but they're actually really insecure so if if they hear that you don't want the food they made it, like the way they made it, their egos just like go through the roof. And so this like douchebag magician (laughs) (laughs) just destroyed destroying their their chicken, their beautiful chicken sandwich. Oh my God. It was, it was such a time. I was like, wouldn't that just be easier? Just cook the chicken and put it on the plate. That's what I was You don't need to worry about prepping it or making it look nice. No, but I had to, like, leverage all these male energies, I swear to God. And then finally, David Blaine left. But I guess guess he, like, um, he likes to practice on strangers. So before every show, he'll, like, go out for lunch and then practice on the servers or whatever. He was telling me that that's his, like, way of prepping. I'm so sorry that I talked about him for so long. Oh, my God. Up next, we have Beyond One to talk about his interesting customer experiences working at a video store. One little story I have is uh, this lady who, it's always returning DVDs, right? The problems with DVDs. And so this lady comes in and she's like, oh, I try to play the disc and uh, the only thing that it plays is these behind the scenes features or s- stuff related to the movie, but not the actual movie. How old was this woman, by the way? She's maybe 50, maybe something. Yeah. And I I was like, oh, she gave me the DVD and I open it up and there's two discs in there. There's no way that you can see one disc without seeing the other. And I I asked her, did you try playing this one that says movie disc? And and she she looked at me and she was like, there's two discs. "What, What do you mean? Like, they're, they're right here, no? Like one, two. You you can't see one without the other. And she was like, okay, I'll give it another go. <laughs> and just left. 
Oh my god. So this lady did not see that there were two discs in there. I don't understand how it's possible. And it's not like a, you know, concealed packaging of any kind. It's just like opens up like a fan. You can't see one without without the other. So I was just like, okay, that was that's what I thought too, because like when you open a DVD box with two discs, it kind of like flaps around. I don't know how it just didn't occur to her to try a different disc before coming back to the video store. But I, I really like this other lady as well who um, who came to the front desk where I was at. And she was like, do you have the movie The Queen with Helen Mirren? And I was like, yes, we do. It's in the Q section. And she said, I know my alphabet. I was like, oh, sorry, I'm just trying to point you to where it is. She's like, I went to the Q section. It's not there. And I was like, are you sure? Um, we have like five copies of it. And I'm pretty sure I literally walked past that area a second ago. And she's like, no, it's not there. I know my alphabet. Queen starts with Q. And I was like, okay, let me check for you. And so I walked with her to the Q section. You know, there's not that many movies that starts with Q. There's maybe like 12 and you can see the queen is right there. And there's like five copies. And I said, there it is, the queen. I told you over here. And she said, oh, you see, I thought it's Q-U. And so it should be at the end of the Q section. But it's the first one in the Q section. So that doesn't make any sense. And I was like, what, what, do, what, you what do you mean? She She's like... You know, I thought it would be like Q, A, Q, B, Q, whatever letter. It will be in that order. And so Q, U, E, E, N will be at the very end of the Q section. And I was like, yeah, but there's only 12 movies here. You do one scan and you see where it is. <laughs> I don't... Also, in the English language, U always has to be after Q. What word starts with a Q and then an A afterwards? Or a Q and a B? Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> but the point is that it's just so such a small section. One little scan and you will see it. And she and you know, this is the same lady that complain that said to me, I know my alphabet. It's hilarious because I think like a lot of customers who come in think they're just above customer or service representative and so they're like i know my alphabet i'm not a dumbass and you're just like but you are and they assume that you are a dumbass for working in the retail industry or whatever but you know most of these most of us are either students or maybe we have something else going on you know with dvd stores the biggest pain is probably late fees and then there's this guy who just uh, i was like oh sir you have uh $23 of late fees. And he's like, you're so full of shit. You're just like the same as the other video store. They told me I have late fees too. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, clearly you're not very good <laughs> with returning things on time. That's why you have them. And he was just like, get fucked and just left. And I was just like, oh, wow, people are terrible. Do they not understand the concept of a video store and renting DVDs? Yeah, like, you know, we have to tell people about the late fee and how it works when they sign up. So no one has any excuse, but, you know, people just feel like, yep, people, when they're not happy, they just, yeah, they can get away with anything. I think that's hilarious how he just said, you're the same as the other store. I know, that just proves that he's at fault, no? But speaking of late fees, there was one time another guy who came to the counter with his family his wife and kids and everything. And he also had some late fees. And I was like, oh, sir, you have uh, like 
$10 of late fees. And he's like, oh, what is that for? I was like, uh, let me find out for you. And then I click into the titles and it was some uh, very descriptive adult video titles. So pornos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pornos. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to embarrass him in front of his wife and kids. I don't know how their family is. Yeah, and he was like, no, what, what are these movies? And I was like, I tried to whisper to him. I was like, oh, they're adult videos. And he's like, what? And I was like, one is called Ano Teenies, and then, and then he's like, oh, okay, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, all right, I'll pay those. Ano Teenies? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that title because it was so... Yeah. What is Ano Teenies about? I assume teenagers, yeah, like, you know, barely legal girls getting anoed. We, we get that a lot, actually, with pornos, because I guess people really watched watch the shit out of them and uh, one guy so one guy he came he came back to return his uh, his porno and he was like oh dude this uh there's something wrong with this dvd it, it keeps skipping not happy man not cool and i was like oh sorry do you want a replacement i can give you and you go select a new one and i'll make a free of charge for you and he was like uh no the lady already left and uh, you know it took me a second i was like huh the, the girl, she already left. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, what do you want me to do? Yeah, what, what, what do you want me to do? Like, yeah, I'd find you a new girl? Like, <laughs> I'm just like wondering, in his mind, does he think like watching a porno with a girl is like a romantic date? I don't think it is. I'm kind of with you on that. But you'll be surprised. There's You see a lot of couple who come to the video store and they kind of select a porno together and stand awkwardly by the counter, and it's, yeah, I don't know. Have you heard of the movie Spanglish? Spanglish? Yeah. That sounds really familiar. Yeah, I'd say kind of a comedy drama mm-hmm. about, I think, about a, a Spanish-speaking family and an English-speaking family, like kind of a cross-culture kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, so there's one lady who returned Spanglish. She was like, oh, this movie Spanglish. This belongs in your porno section. And I was just like, really? Like, I, I was just looking at the, the ratings. It was like, doesn't seem like anything, like coarse language, uh, some sexual references. It's just like, oh, it's so dirty. Put this in your porno section now. <laughs> I was like, really? Okay, uh, okay, we'll review it. And then uh, we'll see what happens. And then I watched the movie. There's like, there's some sexual innuendos. That's it. And according to her own rating system, it, just, it needs to be in the porno section. I think she'll be surprised when she goes into the porno section. You should have been like, if you want real porno, I have a recommendation for you. Yeah. Anal <laughs> No, I didn't want to press uh, this lady's buttons. She She's quite scary, but yeah. Up next, we have Tori. And Tori used to work at a grocery store in a really, really sketchy area of town. So, I think you guys might have an idea of where this might go. Okay, well, no frills is a grocery store with cheap prices. But, yeah, it wasn't the safest, and it was very chaotic and crazy because of the type of people that would come into the store often. Describe the people. It ranged from very, like, snooty business people to drug addicts. (laughs) That's pretty much it. (laughs) What were some of the stories, or what are some of the instances that happened while you're working at No Frills? There are so many that I can't even put into words, but one of them would be 
we had like an undercover shopper all the time. And so he would catch like the craziest people. And so we had one lady who dropped her purse one time and he went to like reach in her purse to like grab her ID to be able to like arrest her. And he like opened the purse and it was full of like used heroin needles. And so that was just a casual Monday. <laughs> just a casual just Monday. Casual. Just casual. Do these things happen all the time? Yeah. Um, okay. The heroin needles, that was a one in a million story, but we had a lot of people that would just get very stoned or high or drunk and then come into the store. Oh my God. Okay. One time this guy came into the store and he dressed very flamboyant and it was really awesome. And he came to my till and I'm pretty sure he stole like flowers from our floral department, but he like presented to me a sunflower, like this large ass sunflower and puts it in my face. He didn't like have any items with him. He just like puts it in my face and goes, make a wish. And I was like, Okay, sure. So me being the person like being raised with birthdays, you make a wish and you do not tell people your wish. So I like made a wish in my head and he goes, no, you need to tell me. And I was like, but it's not going to come true. He's like, you need to tell me. And I had like a name tag. So he goes, Tori, you need to tell me your wish. And I was like, I will listen to you. So I told him my wish. It was like something random. I think I like pulled a Miss Universe and said like world peace. And so then he takes the sunflower and eats it. Like, I'm not talking like, oh, a little rose, like a big sunflower that you see in fields. He takes it and shoves it into his mouth. I just watched a grown man eat a sunflower and like, I don't know what to do about it. So and then he just walked away and continued to like chomp on it and like left the store. And I was like, OK, wow, that's great. So yeah. did your managers do anything about it or they were like, we can't do anything. He just ate the sunflower and left. So I was the supervisor at that store. So like. A lot of the time, I just didn't care enough. I was just like, you can just go. Like, I don't, I can't deal with you. <laughs> it's like, there are the worst things to deal with, honestly. Yeah. From like, I guess like from the no friends they're describing me, that's probably like low on the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. But like still weird as fuck. Very weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like the weird, the weird side of retail. The other side was just like, people are just rude and you try to like deal with that but Mm -hmm. how would people be rude to you so like my one of my biggest pet peeves at my job was when people would come to like the till and they'd have headphones in or they'd be talking on their phone and they would just like completely ignore you like to the point that if I asked them a question and they didn't like say anything back I would completely have conversations with myself because I knew that they weren't listening so I'd be like hi how's your day going and then they wouldn't answer I'd be like Tori's day is going great I like had oatmeal for breakfast it's been a great day and like they just wouldn't like they wouldn't pay attention it would like piss me off to no extent did that make you feel like you were just basically a servant serving them it's like they didn't look you in the eyes they didn't acknowledge you whatever a hundred percent and like at that store that I worked at we didn't bag people's groceries that wasn't our thing and so when people would look at you as if you're not like bagging their groceries be like you're not gonna bag my stuff like no I'm I'm being paid minimum wage. Give me a break. Like it was not a fun time. But okay, we have the sunflower man. Yes, we had the heroin needles man, and we had people listening to or on their phone and listening to music. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's the extreme extreme incident? Ooh, I had a stalker. Oh wow. Okay, that was a weird time. He like like was obsessed with all of the cashiers at our store, and like got to a point where he became so obsessed with this one girl that he like made posters with her name on them and like stood outside our store and like would hold them up and then one time he showed up at my college and pretended he was a professor he was not a professor 
Um, yeah, he wrote like love letters to different cashiers and like mailed them to our store. He was trying to find a wife, so that's how that went. He knew where you went to school? Yeah. He asked a cashier like what program I was in at George Brown and then went to George Brown one day and I saw him and I hid because he like that is started walking terrifying. around. My yeah. It's like I definitely so like me and Allie, we like looked up on line on like the alumni of George Brown, like to see if he was like a professor or a teacher or anything. Like didn't exist. Did he like go up to you or did he was he just like walking around claiming? He no, was he was like walking around like clearly looking like he was looking for somebody. Mm-hmm. So after that I told my boss and then he sent like love letters to our boss about our cashiers and he got a restraining order and we haven't seen him since. So Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I think that was the the peak of my career. I think that is definitely a peak, to be yeah. honest. With customer service, why do you think people are just jerks too? People in retail stores, grocery stores. People are way nicer in the mornings. And then at night, people are just assholes because they've had like a whole day of work and they like, you're a cashier, who cares about you? Mm -hmm. So they like take it out on you. Um, And also, I think because there's like a physical barrier between the person. And so it's kind of like a little bit of a power trip for people. Like, I feel like we've all done it. Like, you know, you're kind of an asshole to cashier or something because they can't do anything back. So it's a little bit of like a, haha, fuck you. Like I can be rude to you and you can't be rude back to me. Like not intentionally, but there are some people out there that intentionally are just dicks because mm-hmm. you can't say anything back. And if you do say anything back, like, guess what? You don't have a job. So. Exactly. It's like customer service people are like treated at the very bottom of the food chain. Yep. It's like they like receive all this crap, get paid nothing. And it's just like, well, that's what I have to do to live. Yeah. I find like millennials are so much nicer than like baby boomers because we all just get it. We've all worked that shitty job and you just know how it feels to be treated like that. Whereas older people, they like expect you to like serve their groceries or whatever it is on like a silver platter and like tell them they're great. And it's just, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> and I guess with like customer service, how can people be better? So how can you be less shittier to customer service people? I just realized like they're also humans. Like I don't know how many times at my job, myself included, I've had a bad day and then someone's taken their bad day out on my bad day and then I just end up crying at work. Like you yelled at me about like frozen peas, but it was like way deeper than that. And so I feel like people don't realize like, yeah, it's a job and you're supposed to put on a face, but people are people are people. They're humans. They're behind the till and or whatever they're doing and they have emotions. So I don't know, just treat others like you would like to be treated because it's the worst when people take their shitty days or their bad moods out on people that really don't deserve it. When their literal job is to help you, you know. This has been the end of our episode and thank you so much for listening. This has been What the Peeve and I'm your host, Brittany Ween. For all the latest updates, or if you want to be featured on our podcast, be sure to follow us and send us a little DM on Instagram at whatthepeeve underscore. Also, please support our podcast by subscribing and giving us a five-star review. Without you guys, there wouldn't be a show. Thanks again.